Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. Some of it is not uh, very new. I think, you know, HR organization today, they need to be much more connected to the business. Mm. They need to look uh, 360 degrees, um, you know, about the ecosystem that the companies operate in, the market, the customers, everything in order to understand uh, who is the best talent to bring to the company. Uh, how best we can equip them, you know, um, how can we groom them, how can they do a better job. So I think the, the fact that we need to be more close, closer to, to the business. Dalit has been leading HR teams for more than 10 years. She has led many organizational and cultural transformations, working with senior executives and driving excellence through the organization. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I am really excited to be connecting with Dalit today. How are you, Dalit? I'm very good. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Well, and, thank you. Uh, feel privileged. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And, you know, let me tell you this. One of the things that I love the most about all the conversations that I'm having in the Hacking Nature podcast is that they are global conversations. And uh, I'm bringing people from all over the world to share their ideas, their insights, their experiences. And it's beautiful to bring all this collection of, of stories from, from literally everywhere in the world. And I think that is so powerful, right? I totally agree. And I think the beauty of it is that we are talking about people. Yes. Uh, this is what unites us and this is what connects us. Uh, and this is why actually it's very relevant, you know, to speak with so many different people from different countries all over the globe. Yes, yeah, absolutely. 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 You, you're, you're totally right about that. We're talking about people. And the reality is that you know each country is different. We're dealing with you know challenges and problems and whatnot. But if you look at the sort of at the underlying, uh, you know, causes of a lot of those problems, they're very common across the board, right? It's, it's, I mean, we're dealing with problems, but they, at the end of the day, they are very similar. And by creating a space for people to come together to discuss about these problems and to provide global perspectives on how to solve those problems, I think we're going to be so much better off than just trying to do anything by ourselves, isolated from the rest of the world. So I think that is, it's, it's the beauty of all these conversations that we're having. So, uh, so that's why yeah. I'm, 
So pleased to have you with me today. So let me ask you this, you know, talking about challenges and, and problems going forward into the future, what do you think are the most pressing challenges for HR, not only in 2021, but going forward? What do you think HR will need to be spending most of its time on? So um, some of it is not uh, very new. I think, you know, HR organization today, they need to be much more connected to the business. Mm. They need to look uh, 360 degrees, um, you know, about the ecosystem that the companies operate in, the market, the customers, everything in order to understand who is the best talent to bring to the company? Uh, how best we can equip them, you know? Um, how can we groom them? How can they do a better job? So I think the, the fact that we need to be more close, closer to, to the business is something that HR is uh, facing for years now. And obviously uh, looking forward, it will uh, continue. I believe that, you know, we are talking for quite some time now about um, the roles of the future. Yeah. So technology kicks in, um, AI, AR, everything. Uh, and uh, it means that some of the roles that we see here today will uh, no longer exist and some uh, others will come and uh, replace them. And it means that we need to reskill our uh, workforce, right? And and uh, we need to um, engage them, we need to keep them, retain them by reskilling them and upskilling them to take the roles of the future. Yeah. And this is something we, in, to some extent, you know, um, I always say to my team and to others in the organization, other leaders, that the most important role of HR is actually to make sure the organization is future ready. All the time to think two steps ahead, to be prepared, to think of what uh, what is coming. Um, and this is a huge challenge because for example, the COVID-19, we didn't see it coming, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we spoke about working remotely, working from home, self-employed, trend and everything. Uh, and all of a sudden it came, you know, and surprised us. And the fact that I can tell you from my company, even before COVID-19, we had 42% of our workforce already work remotely and virtually. And this is how um, overnight, you know, we managed to take them, uh, the entire uh, workforce to work uh, remotely as well. So I think those, Challenges like be future ready, reskilling our uh, workforce, to be connected to the business all the time, um, to uh, continue and engage our people, right? While they are sitting very far, all those challenges are here to stay and probably will deal with them also in the future. Absolutely. And and I want to, I want to, go back to this idea of HR helping organizations be future ready. Actually, I say the same thing with different words. I talk about HR becoming a trailblazer, leading people and organizations into the future of work. But of course, this creates a number of uh, 
mandates and, and areas of urgency for HR. And you mentioned one of them, which I absolutely love, which is HR needs to keep an eye in the, uh, on the ecosystem and the market in which the company is operating. And this is just so powerful because it, it talks about a couple of things. Number one, the fact that we have to step out of just HR for the sake of HR. And number two, stepping out, not just in understanding the business, like you said before, but also understanding the context, the larger context in which the business operates. And to me, this is, once again, it is it is powerful because it is something that we traditionally have not done before. And we are, there's an urgency to do it because if we don't understand the context, then how are we going to bring the best talent if we, don't, if we don't know what skills they need? How do we know what skills they will need in the future if we don't know how our competitors are operating and where they're going? So uh, I, I think it's, it's just powerful that you are mentioning the fact that HR has to keep an eye on, on these areas that are not traditional for HR. Yeah, <clears throat> this is, as I said, you know, it is becoming more and more important yeah. because um, it's like, you know, if you don't go forward, you're actually going backwards and HR really needs to understand the business. I, I always, you know, trying to understand um, our customers yeah. outside, external customers of, uh, of the company in order to serve my customers, which are the internal employees and leaders, yeah. uh, but only if I understand what the, our external customers actually expect from us, the kind of, the level of service, the kind of product, you know, and, and tools and everything. The only way for me to uh, really serve and equip our employees and to give them tools and techniques in order for them to shine um, it's uh, to understand what they need to provide, you know, and pass on to our customers. And, and you know, I, I believe that we uh, are talking uh, uh, many, many times on the fact that, you know, happy customers uh, can be only when you have happy employees, right? Yeah. So it starts from within. You need to serve first your employees, then they can serve your customers uh, and pass it on. This is a great challenge for a job, especially for a job. The traditional, as you said, HR uh, people, um, because it's even to start and 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 speak a different and more <clears throat> sorry, a more business language. Absolutely, right? yeah. absolutely. So so let me ask you this: we we talked about the the challenges ahead of us. Let me now look at the positive side of this of this coin. What do you think should be the priority agenda or the priorities agenda for HR in 2021? What are the things they need to learn in order to be effective at tackling those challenges that you talked about before? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. I would start by saying that we need to learn a bit about empathy. Yeah. Uh, I think the... Um, I think that the time that we are living in and even COVID-19 um, teaches us that, you know, as we, um, in the beginning, as we said, people are people are people. We need a lot of compassion. We yeah. need to 
feel each other, we need to see each other better. Uh, it's better together, you know, to do stuff than uh, alone. <clears throat> and I think that in the last few years, uh, even decades, organization, business organization took, took it to the extreme to some extent with, you know, business needs, uh, requirements, um, and, um, and didn't really create the psychological safetyness yeah. that people need um, and the kind of empathy, you know, people are really uh, care about. And now it's even more important because we are working in distance, you know, we don't yeah. see each other, hardly we can come to the office and really look in the eye. So I would start with empathy and need to inject much, uh, much more. I think that um, we have an opportunity actually with uh, talking about diversity and inclusion uh, again for quite some time now. And with the fact that now we, uh, we uh, sense the trend of locationless talent, <laughs> right? We can hire everyone everywhere um, uh, and, and we can we can find we can even employ people half time, yeah. uh, part time job, and and they can be our employees or contractors or even vendors that we can use. So we can uh, bring more and more diversity and inclusion to the organization, which which can do magic to the organization uh, that can create uh, a different discussion, much more interesting and much more effective. Yeah. So I think that this is something that we need to deal more and more. And I think, as I said before, um, it's about also the reskilling and the roles of the future. And lastly, I believe uh, I'm a great fan of culture, of organizational culture. Um, I think that um, it's the culture who actually runs the business and yeah. organization. It's not a CEO, right, anymore, because <laughs> culture is there in every room, in every decision, uh, in every crossroad, in the cafeteria, uh, in, in the Zoom. And um, uh, we need to invest and build and design those cultures yep. so it will fit what we need and it will stick and actually manage us much better. Absolutely. So let's let's switch gears and, and get into the culture conversation. I, I want to ask you, what do you, th I know companies are different and culture is the way we work and the way we work varies a lot depending on what, what you do as a company, where you are located and on a number of other things. But if you can say these two or three things, when a company culture has these two or three things, it's, it's on a path for a for success. What those two or three things be? What are those pillars that create a great company culture, regardless of the industry, regardless of the size of the region and any other thing that may differentiate them? What, what are those two or three things or pillars? So first of all, uh, I, I think that it's all about also leadership. I think the, the right leadership in place uh, can drive also the right culture. So if you have it, uh, culture without the leadership, it's like, you know, someone with no head. <laughs> yeah. right? 
know, it can be beautiful, but it doesn't know where to go. So yeah. I think leadership, it's a, a very important pillar also in culture because it drives the culture, it designs the culture. It's also uh, the one that's strengthening the culture and, and uh, measure it and also reward it. Um, so this is one. I think that for me, uh, thriving for excellence is something that organizations must have. And excellence is not just, you know, to deliver the best product. It's also the way we treat people. It's yeah. also the way we groom them. It's also the way we um, address customer needs. It's also the way we listen, you know, to both to our customers and our employees. Um, so excellence is is a way of living almost, you know, and it's a great pillar in uh, in culture, in organizational culture that, that can take them forward. So I would vote for leadership and excellence. <laughs> and I like that. And I, and I like that you're talking about operational excellence, but also people's excellence in the way we we treat people and in the in the in the things we do to help them, like you said before, to groom them and to help them succeed, to help them thrive. It's interesting to think that in the past, and I'm not talking about too far in the past, uh, companies would see people as just an asset that would come to work. You pay them and that was their only motivation. And now because of science, research, And because of more humanity, we're finding out that that's not the, those are not the only things that motivate people. People want to come to work. Yes, they want to be paid and rewarded for their work, but also they want to find meaning and they want to improve their craft if they are able to do that through work. And I think that is such an important realization because it hopefully helps you as a business leader and as, and as an HR leader to understand that just Paying people what they deserve is not enough. That's one important piece, but it's not enough. You got to incorporate a number of other elements, including finding the way to provide the opportunities for your employees to thrive and to find meaning at work. And that to me is just so powerful. Absolutely. This is very important. And we know it from uh, many researchers, you know, uh, lately yeah. that um, people come, um, come to work to... Uh, fulfill themselves, yeah. to unleash their potential, right? To develop. Um, and this is the most important role that we are playing as organizations and as leaders, obviously, to, uh, this is an amazing asset that we are keeping in our hands and so precious that we need, I always say to, uh, again, to my team and to leaders, Uh, you are uh, make sure that you are uh, recruiting or hiring a, a talent uh, and he will spend two, four years, you know, in the organization. Make sure that he is not going to exit the organization the same way he entered. Uh, make sure you develop him along the way and he's going to, to go out better yeah. than he uh, just came in. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. And, and that, of course, is... It is one thing that that when you do it, you have created a long-term relationship with somebody who will become 
a speaker, if you will, for the company, right? Because they are the ones spreading out, spreading out the message of this company that I work for is great. If you can work there, go. It was a school for me. I learned a lot and I became better through my experience in, in that company. So yeah. Dalit, as, as we wrap up this, this great conversation, I, I want to ask you one more thing. If, you, if there was one thing that HR leaders need to start doing in 2021, if they haven't done them yet, if there was one thing for them to start thinking about tackling the challenges that we spoke about before and putting their emphasis and their energy into developing this agenda that we talked about, what that would first thing be? Wow, I need to choose. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think uh, if, if I reflect back, um, I think that we need to come to work every day uh, and think how we can improve the organization and therefore um, always look you know beyond the present beyond now see the opportunities that uh, we have for this organization and aim for that and uh, i'm optimistic you know always so i always see more and more opportunities for my organization and therefore how can i take it to the next level and i think this is something and this is how you know, we can take the people to the next level, to their next level, and then uh, the organization as a whole. Um, so this is my wish for my colleagues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dalit, thank you so much for sharing your ideas and your insights with me and the audience. Of course, it was a privilege to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. See you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.